I don't think your mic is correctly hooked up, Frills. Give me a sec. I'm trying to find the right plug. Let's hear your voice, Matt. How's it going? Mm-hmm. How are you doing? I, you're too close to the mic, so just don't be so close. Because it's peaking. How about this? Tell. No, now you're too far. How about this? Dude, you're too like close. a microphone's worst nightmare. Is that better? Yeah, it's better. When you were closer, you were distorting, so. I have a fan on in the background. Do you want me to? Uh... No, maybe just don't talk. Well, that, <laughs> that's always, that is always, always an option. I'm going to make him an offer in camera field. I see dead people. Hasta la vista, baby. You can't handle the truth. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. So, listener, I think it's important to know that, you know, we were supposed to have started 13 minutes ago, and we waited on Freelds, and he wonders why he doesn't get the invites uh, to the dinners uh, and, you know, to the special seats, because he just, he, he, time management, struggle. It's yeah, a struggle, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it, it can be a struggle from time to time for me, so what? <laughs> I thought this was like the movies, you know, it'll say it starts at 7, but the reality is... <laughs> 725, that film's finally going. Okay, so this week's movie is Ordinary Angels. And based on a true story. Uh, and the film is a is a heartwarming, kind of tug-at-your-heartstrings uh, film about um, a family who loses a, a mother and then a young uh, daughter needs a liver transplant. Uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a powerful story. Um, and so let's kind of get into it and talk about um what's what's portrayed as good in this film well there's a lot that's portrayed in as good um in in this film you kind of see um the importance of serving others i think was was one of the biggest um one of the bigger things obviously that was was in that with in terms of uh, hillary swank's uh character as she's struggling with her own struggles she learned about the power of serving others to get through um, some of her hard times. So I think we see the power of serving others. That was one of the biggest things I saw that was was good. Yeah, I think love, um, hope, yeah, service for sure was probably the biggest theme in the movie. Yeah. I think um, tenacity, ahead, like yeah. tenacity. Right, um, not giving up. Yeah, not giving up. Um I think um the the fact that the um Sharon the the woman played by Hillary Swank really starts to become like a family member to the the family, right? She she is like a part of them. Uh let's talk about what is what's portrayed as evil. Is anything portrayed as evil in this film? I think greed in terms of different hospitals and bills and things like that that um were initially you know like really like heaping um more think, debt yeah. upon debt upon the the person and so right. um the hillary swank's character who pushes back against the um the insurance companies the health company or the hospitals things like that and and uses um you know their their own personal experience uh against them to in yeah. a sense like hey have a conscience have a um, right. have a care for this person in need. I thought something too that they portrayed as as evil self-reliance. Because uh, you see the the father, you know, just I'll do it on my own. I don't need help. Yep. I don't need this. And the idea that 
that's like, again, you can do that, but then you're going to get yourself like you're not getting help. And that's the purpose of community and purpose of other people is hopefully that to come around and support. Obviously, we know that that's the purpose of the church, right, is to come around like minded believers and the community as well and provide help and service um, outreach. And uh, and so, Alan, it's Richardson, right? Alan Richardson, Alan. Something. Yeah, so Reacher. we'll just call him Reacher. Yeah, I'm about to say it's Reacher. Yeah, it's Reacher. Uh, or Beast. I think the character's name is Ed. Ed, that's right, Ed. Uh, and he's this guy who's just, I, you know, he's big, buff, burly guy. I can just do it all on my own. I can do it all on my own. Um, almost so much so that even as an audience member at one point, I just wanted to reach out and go, homie, you can't do it on your own. Let her help, <laughs> you know? Right. Because yeah. he's like yeah, so it, stubborn. It was the same thing in different ways, right? He's this big, tough roofer um he you know his dad built that house you know he's yeah. not going to lose the house he's gonna do everything he can and and in his stubbornness he continues to, to dig deeper and deeper into a hole and i think the climax of his self-sufficiency is when he's trying to get the um trying to get his daughter to um to the hospital and there's a tree in the way and yes. and he thinks i can move that tree now i, I mean I would look at that and say, yeah, I'm not moving that tree. Right. But you <laughs> right. know, he's, he's like, Oh, I'm going to move that tree. And he moves part of it. Right. And, and realizes he can't, he can't do it on his own and he needs, um, he needs the help of the community, right. That everybody right. comes together. And, um, and that, and that's the whole idea of right, the ordinary angel. Like they're all right. a part of the way to solve this dilemma of this girl who needs to get to the, um, to the hospital for transplant. Maybe we can talk a little bit about uh, theme in this film and then maybe even some worldview stuff that's represented. I think the biggest thing from start to finish um, was that the underlying theme to me that came out was that there's meaning and purpose outside of yourself. And you needed to find that meaning and purpose uh, in order to become whole again to to be to be who who you should be kind of a thing right. and so we see that with um the the female character Haley swank's character sharon um you know she's a total mess she's a you know just her whole life just a big mess and in the movie but, they obviously portray her as an alcoholic in real yep. life she wasn't uh and so that's that's an interesting oh she wasn't no she was not in real life <laughs> if i was sharing i'd be a little upset right now right everybody's like, I'm like hey. this lady was a raging alcoholic and she fought her way through it <laughs> that whole story is crushed for me now her whole thing was to try to fix this little girl that was like her meaning her purpose and that's what gave her the ability to get up right. gave her the ability to kind of like toss away the bottle kind of thing yeah. um and and so it just that was i think a big deal and for ed like his meaning and purpose was not to rely on his own strength to to realize he needs the help of other people and right. you know so it just seemed like their two character arcs were looking for something outside of themselves that they needed um and then that was um kind of found in other people as much as we talk about that theme as you see what i thought was interesting in in the movie is you know, you see, you know, where the wife dies, they have the funeral and like the pastor, even at one point is like, you know, talking about how God is there with him right now. And hey, we are here referring to the church with you. But what was funny is you didn't really see the church 
totally. throughout the entire film no. at all. And I, I don't necessarily think that's representative of the church as a whole, because I've seen the church come through amazingly for people. Um, but <laughs> it's also not far off. <laughs> I, I think yeah. in a lot of, a lot well, of ways. Yeah. Again. Um, yes. The idea, <laughs> there was a few <laughs> things within this, obviously. I think that, um that were kind of interesting again because obviously this film wanted to appeal to a faith-based audience which i think it even if it didn't have any uh church scenes or anything like that i think could because of the messaging in regards to helping others um and the importance of family i i think are all all valid i i think the issue that it felt like was that the church and christianity as a whole which was very thin within the film uh, didn't really feel like it played much of a part. Uh, and so, so much of the movie is about identity, right? Finding our, and, and obviously we know as Christ followers, that identity is in one thing and that's in Christ. Yeah. I would say that um, that was my biggest challenge with the movie. I liked the movie. I, I enjoyed it. I think it's a great movie. I think we want wholesome movies that um, push an, the right kinds of narrative worldview type stuff, right? Service, humility, helping others, um, you know, that kind of thing. But what what was fascinating to me going in, I went to opening night. And so they had like a half an hour um, preview of the directors and all kinds of things just talking about like, this is a faith-based movie where, you know, um, and, and talking about God and things like that. And then once we got into the movie, God is not even a minor character within the movie. He's he's basically put on to maybe a five to six mention type arc, right? There's nothing really inherent about um, God through the whole movie. And so theologically, it was really, really shallow, like from a from a perspective of, yeah. um, you know, like it was more about uh, purpose driven life, more about the um humanistic or uh, people-centered versus uh theo theocentric type um where it's it's kind of highlighting God. There are plenty of opportunities for um God and the gospel and faith uh to be a part of the the story, but most of that was more like faith in people than faith in God. I think there's a lot of opportunities they had to share a little bit more of who God is and his character. Uh, there was, you know, the scene where he's on the roof trying to take care of his own roof towards the beginning. And of course there's a storm. There's going to be tornadoes coming through. There's obviously a bad storm coming through and he just started working on his roof and he, he looks up kind of towards the sky and he's like, what do you have against me? And they kind of laughed it as though he's going through all these things because God has something you know, against him. And they don't address that fact at all during yeah, the rest yeah. of the movie. Right. They kind of leave that yeah. there. Like that There's is no the resolution truth. to that. No. Uh, and, and I think it's supposed to be the moment when, you know, he realizes at the end and he's about to get on the helicopter. I think that's what they think is the, the moment of, of, of where he gets it. Uh, you know, cause he says to her, but that's the problem is again, what we're talking about in regards to the, the kind of humanist view in regards to what man can do as opposed to what God does through man. Uh, and, uh, you know, when he says, what is it? He says something to the extent of, you know, you're a, you're a miracle. You're not just worthy, Sharon. Right. You're a miracle. 
right totally right yep uh and and so i think they think that yeah go ahead jay there was no um address to thanking god for right working out things uh right it was all it was all people can like um you know it it was almost reminiscent of uh god needing the help of people to accomplish um you know what maybe he couldn't i don't know not that they said that but it was like yeah. you know he was kind of far off in the distance and people had right. to grab their shovels and the people had to you know find a helicopter and people had to do all these things and there was no like not even a little bit even from the pastor that's saying hey you know you know god is the one providing these things or even uh bringing glory to god or or things like that it was especially when you you, you look at like this story right and you see how again it how providential it was how things worked out yep like there were there were there was things that were just are not a fluke and were able to happen that speaks to a higher being orchestrating all of this and so some acknowledgement of that um i, I again i just it almost felt to me like fields i was like well i'd almost rather you just get out all, take all the church stuff out uh, yeah. and don't feel like yeah. It's like, because it almost starts to feel a little disingenuous. Like, okay, we got it on here. So now you Christians will come see it. This is a beautiful story of God's sovereignty. Challenges you in a lot of ways. Because you, here you have this man who loses his wife, right? Which is a question we, we can ask ourselves. Why would he allow this mother, you know, of young, two with two young daughters to die, right? And then why would he allow one of those little girls to have this debilitating disease? And then at the end of it all, all of a sudden you see the act of a loving God to bring all of these things together to save her life. That's, I think, what gets so frustrating before they have these great stories and they miss the whole point. I agree. Thank you for listening to Real Profs, a production of the Center for Thinking Biblically. To support this ministry, please visit thinkbiblically.org backslash donate. To learn more about the Masters University on campus and online undergraduate and graduate programs, visit masters.edu.